Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Have you ever seen that show Chopped, where contestants are given a basket of random ingredients and asked to make a dish that will impress their hosts with all of these ingredients? That's what I felt like when I read through the ingredient list for today's Christmas cookies. These are Indonesian cookies shared by my guest, M. Amy Tan. Uh, they contain among other things, coconut, gouda cheese, and pandan leaves. And honestly, I wasn't even sure until I talked to Em what that last ingredient was. It does turn out, as you'll hear Em explain, that these cookies are a very Indonesian adaptation of the Dutch spritz cookies with an additional little bit of tweaking by M herself. And here is what she says about these cookies. My maternal grandfather was the avid cookie maker during Christmas time. I remember watching him make different types of cookies for Christmas since all of his grandchildren came to visit. It was normally very humid in the kitchen as it was the rainy season in December. There were always too many people in the kitchen in my paternal grandparents' house. Sometimes the helper helped us. One of the senior helpers had been with the family for years, so she knew how to do it. We relied on our old gas oven. My job was to sit in front of the oven with a tiny stool and wait. I recall our gas oven only operated automatically with actual fire from the bottom. So to make any cookies golden brown, we had to manually hold the ignition button for the top fire to turn on for however long you need. It could quickly turn to disaster as it got hot really rapidly. So I had to watch carefully. Later on, when we moved to our own house, the kitchen was more spacious and comfortable with a window in front of the stove, which helped, but my job was still the same watching the cookie with my tiny stool while making sure the fire did not devour it before we did. Listeners, I am so glad you're here with me today to hear from M all about her memories of Christmas in Indonesia. One more thing, just before we jump into this interview, I would like to thank Parmigiano Reggiano, the cheese of the holiday season, for sponsoring this Christmas Around the World series. Parmigiano Reggiano is more than a cheese, it's a cornerstone of the Italian culinary culture. Sharing Parmigiano Reggiano with your guests is a rich experience filled with culture, history, of course, flavor. And in fact, here is Parmigiano Reggiano's own storied recipe. Almost 900 years ago, in 1254, Benedictine monks living in the Emilia Romana region in Italy created this cheese to extend the shelf life of the huge quantity of milk that their very healthy cattle were producing. During the 13 and 1400s, these monks had a monopoly on this cheese and exported it to different regions across Italy. And as the cheese became more popular, it spread to the rest of Europe. And now, almost a millennia later, you can be part of this story tradition at your own holiday gathering, as long as you choose Parmigiano Reggiano cheese. If you choose any other cheese, you won't be guaranteed it's made from the same three simple ingredients contained in Parmigiano Reggiano for 900 years now. And only with Parmigiano Reggiano are you guaranteed a wedge made and aged in these exclusive regions of Italy 
using the ancient techniques developed by monks from cows fed only with natural products without the use of any silage, fermented feeds, or animal flour. You can find Parmigiano Reggiano in the premium cheese or deli section of your local grocer or retailer. You will recognize it not only by the name on the package, but the unique rind, which is dotted with the Parmigiano Reggiano name. I am so proud to be sponsored by Italy's Finest Cheese, and this season you also can be proud to pair Parmigiano Reggiano with any of these global desserts that my guests are sharing with your holiday spirits or as an appetizer to your favorite dish. You can visit the link in the episode's show notes to Parmigiano Reggiano for more holiday inspiration. Thanks, and I'm so glad you're here today. Hello, Em. Hi, Becky. How are you doing? Oh, it's really honestly such a joy to hear from you again. Same here. Likewise. Um, I know I've told you this, but for anyone listening, they should know the it's Migoring. That's how you say it, right? Migoring, yes. Migoring. Okay. That is one of our family's top three favorite recipes ever. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, because it's not that hard to make too. So I'm I'm happy that you your family likes and enjoy it. It's not hard to make, and sometimes yeah. I do like the lazy mom version. Yeah, you, you can change things up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the the number one revelation is the ketchup manise. Like we can't. Yeah. That is a pantry staple in our house now. I oh, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I wow. don't ever want to go without ketchup manis. Yeah, it's so rich and so good. And just adding that to even just like a fried eggs or something, it's it just already adds oh. so much flavor. Yeah. So that's like even like the most lazy food that yeah. I'll eat. Like just <laughs> fried eggs and some ketchup manis on top and rice. And we're good. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, if anybody mm. listening wants to know more about ketchup manis and migoring, uh, just look in the show notes because we've got so much to talk about today. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but before we do, I do want to ask about you personally. It seems like you've been really sick. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay now. I'm not at 100, percent but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the busiest season of the year. You have to mm-hmm. just keep up, <laughs> mm. and then hopefully, like you know, have like some rest a little bit later mm-hmm. in the but I'm doing okay now. Thank you for asking. Yeah, for sure. That was part of it though, is you just couldn't rest. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, when you're traveling. So um, for you who are listening to this, um, we were just, we had like our reunion trip with a family mm-hmm. and we went on a European trip for like more than two weeks. And then one of our family member got sick and then you know how it is uh-huh. and everybody else got sick. And then when you're traveling, it's hard to really rest fully because you mm-hmm. feel like you are missing out on things and you right. want to like keep on the lookout for things. And then you're like, oh, but then your body needs to rest. But then mm-hmm. there's so many things to see and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm catching up on, you know, resting as much as I can. Resting you know, and if, work if, as if, well if you know, If you know because yeah. it's December. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, you know, I'm just, yeah, grateful for like December, you know, yeah of the year did you get to see your siblings and your parents and everything on that reunion yeah i did actually oh, because that's this, great this was, yeah we actually planned this like a while ago this was supposed to be for my uh parents 40th anniversary mm-hmm. so we planned it way ahead to have like some cruise times with the family as well um sadly one of my brother and 
his spouse couldn't join because um, oh. she's she's yeah she's like pregnant and she's expecting. Oh, oh so but okay. but other than that, like I have four siblings. Like there are four of us, uh-huh. so like the three of us made it, you know, with the parents. So it was quite That's eventful. Wonderful. Was that? It's really nice. That that wasn't your first time since COVID to see everyone. Uh, no, actually, no. I, I actually went back for the first time during Christmas time in 2019. Hold on. That was just right before COVID. Right before. Right. So now it's yeah. 2023. Hold on. 20, 20, hold on. No, that's not right. My memory is a little bit clouded right now. <laughs> oh, no, I actually went back last year. Last oh, Christmas. Okay. I was back last Christmas Okay, as well, but it was like a little bit a mix of work and you know like family time so it was kind mm-hmm. of like everywhere mm. but yeah it's it's yeah mm. it's interesting it's, it's it was like lovely to see them just on a different setting where everybody mm. is you know having the time to have family time instead of like being busy with yes. like, other daily activities that they have to do yes. right you didn't bring any work mm-hmm. on this most recent no. trip the European um, one. Oh, you did I did <laughs> I did but yeah, well, I try to be as minimal as I could, but good. Well, you know how it is. Quarter mm-hmm, mm-hmm, four. Mm-hmm. Yes, and didn't you? Now that I'm thinking of it, wasn't it you that took? I I'm, I swear it was you, M, who took an amazing, amazing trip to. Was it Bali? And you yeah, I did. Ba- that, <gasps> that was that. That was like last December, actually. It was that um, on your trip back to see your family. Yes. So I okay. think I went back for like a month, but then uh-huh. it was like, because my, my, my parents live on a different Island than Bali. Mm. Okay. So I, I had to like, you know, book myself into a place where I can work for a bit because my husband oh. has to work too remotely. I see. And so it was like working and playing at the same time in Bali. Yeah. Um, those <laughs> pictures that you took, I mean, listen to me. I remember them a year later. That's, oh wow! Think Thank about you. the number of pictures that I see on social media, and you really have I, a better memory than I do. <laughs> no, because those pictures, I mean, I, 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 I was mesmerized by the beauty. Yeah, of, Bali is really beautiful. Oh, I was just absolutely mesmerized. <laughs> it was almost otherworldly. It is. Oh. Well, thank you for yeah. bringing that up. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, Now sure. I'm like, I, I really need to go back somehow, but yeah. You've got to, yes. Meanwhile, maybe, maybe I should yeah. join you on the next one. Ah, yes, please do. <laughs> oh, please my do. goodness. We were traveling with our kids last year for our 20th yeah. anniversary, um, but maybe we need to take like a 21st anniversary trip to Bali. Was that the one that you, you went to Utah? And uh, no, that was no. um that was two spring breaks ago. No, we were actually in Germany. Oh, um, the one in the Germany. Those yes, yeah. yes, I yes. remember those pictures. Oh yeah, uh, that so was, beautiful. I follow yeah. along your stories. Oh, like, likewise. Oh. Yeah, that was a special yeah. trip. And now you know, my oldest is at university in Germany. Yes, yes. Yeah, How that is was that. Like, is he coming home for Christmas or he is? He's coming home on the 20th, and I can't wait. But that's really lovely. You know, I in some ways I think it's been kind of good for me as I speak with other people on the podcast. I'm getting a tiny little taste of what you know, so many of my guests' families have um, their reality, like including yours. And I'm just excited for him. It's such an amazing opportunity. 
Well, I'm happy to hear that. Like, you know, we're so blessed nowadays because like, you know, yeah. the internet makes everything easier. Right. You know, nowadays, it's so easy to be connected to the other side of the world. Like it's yeah. just within seconds, right? Yeah. Like, years ago, it was always a struggle. You have to make a phone call. You can, you, a video right. call was not available then. But right. so I'm just happy that, you know, you get to experience I am this. And, <laughs> I'm really you know, grateful. Yeah, it's not yes. the same. When you moved to Canada, was it pretty... Mm-hmm. Where, what, what was the technology like when you moved to Canada? It was, it was quite difficult. Like, I remember mm. we had to buy, like, one of those, like, um, reloadable card, mm. payphone card, like, for international calling. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, probably, like, every call is, like, $20 for, like, 45 minutes or something. And, wow. And then sometimes connections are not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not guaranteed. Like, you have to figure out like maybe like doing it like during not non-pig hours or something Mm -hmm. like that so it was Mm -hmm. communication was like a little bit more sparse and requires more effort Mm -hmm. and um I don't even remember when like video chatting was Mm -hmm. a bit starting to have you know footing in like in I don't know in our lives and but then Mm -hmm. this is how we do it now too we have like Mm -hmm a weekly chat with the whole family members. Mm. Um, and sometimes like we do like our own chat, like, you know, WhatsApp, mm. you know, WhatsApp is, is amazing. WhatsApp you can share. is such yeah. a blessing. It's such a, blessing. such a gift. Yes. You, you can, you can share like snippets of your lives, right? Your daily mm-hmm. lives, whatever you do. Yeah. Just like let them know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, It's just that kind of low yeah. grade, constant contact that yeah. just makes you feel yeah. connected to somebody so that when you do talk, yeah. you're not really starting from scratch. You just got, exactly. you know, a picture or a short video snippet or just a text of, yeah. Hey, hope you finally, you know, got your homework done last night or, you yeah. know, just, um, it's just a li- these little touches you know, yeah. that keep us connected. So, um, so, yeah. Okay. So we were talking about Bali and you mentioned you grew up on another Island in Indonesia. Yes. So let's jump in with that. Where in Indonesia did you grow up? And I know we covered this in your last interview, um, yeah. but let's start there anyways. So I grew up in the West Java. It's in a Java mm-hmm. Island. So Java and Bali is basically side by side. It's like mm-hmm. an hour and a half by plane or something like that. So okay. I live in the Western side of Java and it's uh, in a city called Bandung. Mm-hmm. Um, Bandung is, um, it, it sits higher in elevations in comparison to other cities. Oh. And it's surrounded by mountainous range. So it's quite, mm-hmm. in general, like throughout the year, it's quite... Um, colder and i mean in comparison to other cities like mm-hmm. uh, i would say we ranges from like 65 to 70 fahrenheit degree or like oh. 18 to like 20 something degree but now nowadays you know it gets like a lot more hotter than it was mm. before but yeah so it's it's always like cooler um and it's very luscious the city is very luscious it is it's dubbed like the paris van java by oh. the Dutch because um, of the European buildings and like when the Dutch colonialized um, Indonesia and Bandung specifically, they built a lot of European style buildings and they nurture a lot of uh, green spaces mm. just to emulate, you know, European cities, I mm. guess, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that's my city, Bandung. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny you say they introduced a lot of green spaces because I imagine mm. the entire 
the entire landscape was green. Mm, yes, it is. There, there, there are a lot of plantations because oh. at the time that's how the Dutch gets their money worth. You know, uh, you know, coffee, tea plantations, and it it's, and it, it it sits perfectly with like the contour of the of the I don't know of the locations because it's mm-hmm. hilly on the mountains and you know the weather is just perfect for coffee and tea planting. I see. Yeah. Okay. So around Christmas time, what would the mm-hmm. weather be like? So during September to December, uh-huh. it is the rainy season. Mm. So it's always raining. It's always raining, chillier, colder. Um, sometimes like when it gets really, really cold, you can actually find like um, like icy bits on the ground. So like it, it rains ice. I don't, wow. know, I don't know. But I don't not know quite snow. That. Not quite snow. No, no never apparently. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. So yeah, no, no snow. But mm. like you could have cold, palace. wet, and a piercing, yeah. a piercing yeah, cold, wet Christmas. Yeah, but no, yeah. no white Christmas. Yeah, no white Christmas. Mm. So it's probably wet and cold. And um it's 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 a contrast with like right now, like how people well we Indonesian tends to like to go for a walk in the mall. You know, it's more mm-hmm. like an indoor thing, like in the mall with like mm. grand like decorations of Christmas, like they all light up with the Christmas mm. tree decorations and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. the rain doesn't affect us as much. You know? I see. I yeah. see. Yes. So that was one of my one of my first mm-hmm. questions. Indonesia is um, it is a Muslim majority country. Yes. yes. And is that just like a slight majority or is it predominantly oh, it, Muslim? I, it's probably pro- predominantly Muslim. I think I would say 96 something percent oh. or 97 percent. Okay. So Christians are, are minority in our country. Uh-huh. It is not a, it is not a Muslim country, which means they don't have like mushroom like ru- sets of rules. Oh, they, um, yeah, sad. it's not, it's, they, they it's do, not a yeah. um, Muslim government where it's like no, ruled by Sharia law or anything like yes. that. No, it's not I like see. that. Mm. So yeah, we have a very diverse, I think we have six different kind of religions um, mm. that are approved by the government. Um, mm. But yes, uh, up till, I think up till 2000 something, um, being Christian in a predominantly Muslim country, especially in Indonesia, it was kind of like, um difficult mm-hmm. in, in a sense that during that time there's a lot of sensitive uh sensitivities around like celebration of Christmas, even mm-hmm. though like you would find Christmas decorations in the mall, mm-hmm. like you know, in the commercial spaces, you will find that. Mm-hmm. But um there's very um you have to uh proceed like your celebrations with cautious. There's there 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 were a few quite bombings around churches during christmas times oh, around wow. the thousand some things yeah so um there are always like you know extreme social groups that tries mm-hmm. to you know have their own agendas and so yeah it, it is it is not uncommon that during christmas time that we would hire extra security measures during oh. ch- around the church just to oh. make sure that you know, we can celebrate Christmas. We can celebrate, wow. we can we can continue to do the service, you know, in peace. But nowadays things are already like a lot better. Like I haven't heard any any kind of like um like security like breach or anything like that during mm. Christmas for a while now. 
And is that, was there a political mm, change? Um, is it just, it, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially, I think, I don't know how it is related to nine 11, but around that time, there's a lot of like, um, terrorist movement as well in Indonesia. Those, you know, like those groups that are mm-hmm. extreme and those are those who like says they they do things for what they do, but it's like mm-hmm. unrelated and they normally target it like Christians. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're like Chinese Christian, it mm. becomes even harder because then you're a Daibo minority, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Which now you are. Things, you're, you yes. and your family were, are, are yes. Chinese Christians. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, things have moved away from that now better because I think maybe it's slightly shift of change in terms of view of Christmas as well. I think mm-hmm. before Christmas was few very like religious thing. Like it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, a Christian celebrating the birth of Christ, but nowadays it's very commercialized. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the season of shopping, the season of mm-hmm. gifting, like family time. Mm-hmm. So people are more like accepting to mm-hmm. like, the feel of Christmas and like it's less offensive. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. less, it's less yes. contra it's less um yeah. confrontational. There's less right. like there's not really saying like our religion teaches this and yours teaches mm-hmm. that, especially about yeah. the person of Jesus Christ. It's more just like, hey, we're gonna spend money and that's good for everybody exactly. in the economy. Yeah. Mm, I see. Which yeah. So it's it's a bit of a double sword. I mean like yeah, you know, right. I mean it's it, nice it's, that it's safer, yeah. but no one it diluted the meaning of christmas in a way right. but then everybody feels like well now we can join in the fun we can just mm. you know take christmas however you want it right mm-hmm. like celebrate it with a family yeah that's fine mm-hmm. in your own way doesn't have to be religious in their sense mm. so yeah I see. Now, how about mm-hmm. it? Sounds like for you and your Chris and your family, it mm-hmm. was a very, um, it was a very faith-filled time. It was about the religious meaning. It wasn't as much about the commercialism. Yeah, it was. I mean, when we were younger, obviously, you know, you know, when we were kids, they give us gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, you can right. open your, you can give us, you you can open Christmas gifts during Christmas Eve or something like that. But as we grow older. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, our parents teach us that, you know, the meaning of Christmas mm-hmm. is the gift of Jesus Christ that he's born. So you have, you know, eternal life. It's not necessarily the physical aspect of gifts, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, yeah. Right. Right. I always have thought, I mean, our kids are in such a lose-lose situation. Yeah. We're like, oh, here's president. Here's this day where you get yeah. presents from, mm-hmm. you know, half a dozen people in your life. But right. you're not supposed to look forward to the day for that. <laughs> you're supposed to be excited that Jesus Christ yeah. was born yeah. and gave you eternal life, which is a very, um, yeah. although it's an amazing concept and I it's believe really a true difficult. concept, it's really difficult for even us as adults yeah. to grasp. And we're trying to tell children, forget about this concrete <laughs> thing, these presents that you wanted, you know, all year long and instead yeah. concentrate on this really very sort of ethereal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's so setting our kids up for failure and guilt. Right. Like, oh, I feel so guilty that I want these presents. It's so unfair. You know, <laughs> it, it is in a way the truth kind of like hits them hard, eh? And they're like, oh, mm. well, I, but I still want my present though. 
(laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but then, like you said, as time went on, it became more and more of a religious celebrations. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we we do like Secret Santa or something Mm, like that. Because you know how Christmas, Christmas could be uncontrollable. Like how many... And then we we try to focus on like, I mean, if you can make something to give to someone, Mm. you know, not necessarily like the the dollar amount that you would spend on. Because it could easily gear toward that, right? It it could easily shift toward that. Like, oh, how much... Uh, how much money you spend on this person and then you it's almost like just an exchange of gift it's not really gifting it has actually turned into that in our family like at some points even to the extreme of well I'll buy what I want and just give me you know this whatever the gift limit is give me that month amount towards it or mm. you know oh we both bought this gift that's exactly the same amount so let's just hand them to each other to wrap and there, there is like a, a very practical family there's a practical right. but you do sometimes go oh is this really what this is supposed to be about you know I mean yeah. gift gift becomes is gift even the right word when it's a completely even exchange it's like true it's, is that really the correct word you know yeah well, I mean, like, there's the aspect of just like having fun, right? But exactly. Then also, like, yes, the and the idea of it needs yes. to not get lost. Yes, very true. And the fact that we wouldn't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, buy it for ourselves mm-hmm. if we weren't. So, yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, um, yeah. So, how how did these um, the more religious aspect of it look in your family? Was that um, service that you mentioned services, was it songs? Did you yeah. do advent candles? What did that aspect of it? We don't like? really do advent candles. Actually, mm. I didn't, I, I guess like if you go to church, then you would know like, you know, the Afro, the liturgical mm. advent calendars of the church. But I guess when I was young, I didn't pay that much attention to it. Mm-hmm. But then like when I move away here, because like we have a smaller church and we follow the obviously the advent calendars of the of, of the december like you know when it's you know the waiting the longing for christmas and then you start from advent one two three four and then christmas mm. then you become aware of that like the meaning of each advent mm. but then also like when we were back home i think because it's such a like community base right everything you do everything communally so when I was like younger during my teenage year, I was occupied with um, the program of the church. I've always like joined like a theater or like I've always like uh, play some sort of music for like the Christmas. So it was always almost like you have something during Christmas time that kind of like. I see. So yeah. it wasn't so much what happened in your home as what happened in um, your church. It's something. Yeah. But then in our mm. our own homes, like we would gather together and just like. You know, like when, when we were younger, obviously we opened our Christmas presents, sing mm-hmm. carols and things like that. But as we grew older, um, we would gather together as a family, like the extended family. Um, oh, and then uh-huh. like, yeah. And then we would have like a prayer. Like mm-hmm. it's just like a, almost like, how do you say it? Like a long prayers, really mm-hmm. long prayers. Like mm-hmm. A thanks. season of prayer. You know, as a, as, as a teenager, you're like, oh my goodness, how long will this go on for? And, and there's that one aunt or uncle, and <laughs> yes, you know, once yes, they start. <laughs> yes. And we always have that, like, my and my, my oldest uncle, he's always the one that, like, I'm thankful for him to initiate I the know. prayers, <laughs> you know, and he would, it, I feel like, well, I guess it's holding everyone dear to his heart and, like, mentioning every name, so, like, mm. in the family, right? But then mm. giving thanks to 
the whole year that has almost passed by and then mm-hmm. like you know all the blessings and wow. what to expect in the yeah, year to come wow. so it's always like a a long gathering mm. where we just like eat and then so we normally eat first and then we pray and then mm. yeah like and then have like a little gift exchange mm. <laughs> and then yeah and then just or sit with the merriness of the night. So mm, sit with yeah. the merriness of the night. I love yeah. that. Oh wow, I love that. <laughs> you just like, I don't know. I have so many cousins from my dad's side that mm. I just remember like um sitting with them playing like uh Christmas carols. Like there's always a piano, right? Mm-hmm. And and most of our oh, most of my cousins they play piano. So we take turns. Almost oh. like a almost like a piano battle thing you know like oh i know this song and then people just start singing it's like you know everybody starts oh, singing wow. so it's, it's fun oh it's fun. wow <laughs> yeah such a music filled night yeah oh yeah. and are the carols things that we would um like i would recognize as... oh yeah like okay. most of them i would say that we learn english through like most of the carols i think mm. in the beginning oh. because like these are like songs like you know, traditional mm-hmm. um, carol songs like "Oh Come Ye Faithful," like "Silent mm-hmm. Nights," "Oh Holy Nights." Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's almost world. like yes, we have like almost like the must list to sing. They're <laughs> listen, know, they're know. good. They're yeah, good. They're, they're good. good. My yeah. kids know. I have this feeling at church. If you yeah. introduce a new Christmas song, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> there is a reason that the classics. Yeah. Are the, uh, hundreds. Yeah. yeah, hundreds have been written over the years. If you didn't make it into the canon, you're not good enough. Like, yeah, stick I mean, like, with the good ones. <laughs> it's true. There's like, I don't know, like the hymns that was made like years ago, like the words are just so beautiful. And so it's not profound. Yeah, so profound. So and, profound and powerful. I mean, I didn't understand it back then. Like, you know, just mm. like sing it just because. But now, yeah. now I've. I've gained more appreciations seeing like, yeah. whoa, these words, they're they heavy are, and they're They intense. are heavy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they deal, they grapple mm-hmm. with the um this idea of rescue. Yes. Is such a strong theme in these. Yeah. And they deal so much with the heaviness and the darkness. Yeah. Um, of the world and of sin and of just the brokenness. And they Mm -hmm. really, um, there's like, there's this undercurrent of sadness in them, which is really what makes them powerful because it's, you know, (laughs) the healthy do not need a doctor, the sick do, right? It's like, there's no joy to Christmas if there's not this darkness, you know? Exactly. Um, Yeah. So, I, I I get it. We're on the same page with that, and that <laughs> sounds amazing for you to have a family that just would sing those in yeah. a fun in a fun personal way. Now, how about um, is there in the in the larger community? Um, like you said, there's decorations up at the mall, and there's yeah. encouragement to shop and spend and buy Christmas presents and all that. Factored into all of this, um, mm-hmm. well, two 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 related questions is the decor sort of like uh borrowed for from western europe and the nordic nations mm-hmm. and like would you see snowflakes and stuff even though it wouldn't snow oh yeah yes like, okay I, I, I feel like okay you can go on on your second question first before i ask oh, oh no i was just gonna say related how about santa is that a thing oh yeah well, okay I, I, yeah so i think because it, it's it's a it's a borrowed culture from the western world right like mm. i mean because Christianity itself comes from, like, to Indonesia, it 
it goes into Indonesia from the Western, right? Mm. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So like similar to that, like the celebration of Christmas sort of Mm -hmm. like adopt the culture. So you would see Christmas trees with all the lights um, Mm. and then like, and then it became such a competition maybe sometimes between like commercial spaces between malls like they would have like mm. the grandiose like craziest theme for christmas with like santa sleigh or something or like, mm-hmm. the reindeers like so it's you'll find everything that you'll find here yeah and santa claus i think i remember vividly when i was like four mm-hmm. that during my kindergarten like um time they would hire so they would hire during christmas time santa claus and uh, the black peats you know we call it I don't know if Santa Claus and what the black piece, you know, swatter peaks. It's like the the Santa helpers that they're. I don't know if black. It's like, I don't think in America, Pete's like Peter. Like oh. you can Google that up. They look scary. So I think that's like in a European, oh. uh, specifically like a Dutch, um, Dutch culture. Basically, the yeah. black peats are. Oh Santa my gosh! Helpers. Like a super and, racist. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I really oh wow! Then, right. But it was basically like Santa helpers who would determine whether you are naughty or nice. And they would like, if you are not nice, then they, they will like kind of like hit you or put you. It's scary. They would put you inside their bags. They normally bring bags and some oh. kind of like brooms, you know, like to like. Oh, wow. I don't don't know why. I I don't think. Yeah, well, yeah, I have have noticed that (laughs) we've diluted the Santa Claus. I mean, I think that he really was sort of a, um, like, he had a swift arm of justice. Right. Definitely a way for parents to terrify their children as much as offer them hope. It was like the blessings and curses of Santa Claus, you know, some of these earlier stories. I don't remember when when it stopped being like I don't know like I feel like maybe it became too gory or something and then I don't think like the children these days even in Indonesia no recognize well, this- the black piece because I think that kind of like okay that's too much you know for kids too scary yeah. and pe- so well, now we this just also like, says yeah. that um I I think also just because um I'm looking I'm not sure what I'm looking at that anti racism protests mm, yes um, of course you know, put an end to it because yeah that's pretty that's 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 pretty mm-hmm. pretty shockingly racist right there yeah but i know like in um germany or austria or somewhere like uh-huh. they have these traditions i don't know what it's called mm. I, I just saw it like on instagram recently that they have like this like um costume like devil looking like creatures who walk around the town and basically like hit you if you were like mm, yeah, I don't yes. know yeah. you know yeah, what? So I Actually, think this, the, the concept is similar to that yes. basically like oh you're not being nice this year like you know receive yes. your punishment or something like that yes yes definitely the naughty or nice thing yeah. I think again in these earlier and maybe the ones that are still a little the the countries mm-hmm. that are a little um I I don't know maybe don't have a culture that's quite as um uh, like uh, like America is sort of notoriously like let's just make everything sort of nice and happy yeah, and glittery. <laughs> yes, Disney like. Yeah. I think the cultures that maybe don't have quite that perspective still retain yeah. a little bit of the um the fear of Santa and his yeah, yeah like you said his minions. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember during like my kindergarten there was a photo of me like crying sitting oh. on the lap of Santa Claus because. I was so scared. I, I don't want this, you know? Wow. <laughs> wow. I see. Okay. So 
we have to reserve a lot of time to talk about <laughs> these cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually texted my mom the recipe yesterday oh, and I said, you look what I'm going to be trying to make. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I, which, by the way, I completely mm-hmm. trust you because, like I said, this oh, um, no. <laughs> oh no, the noodle recipe is one of our top three favorites out of 150 we've been given. And um, I am thrilled to I'm try my something fingers. so different. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers because this is like something that is interesting, I think. Yes. Because- yeah, it's not um, going to be a chocolate chip cookie. I mean, it's no, got it's not. It, it, cheese it will in be it. Like something, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I get it. it. Will, yeah, it will open up something. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. going to be well. And interestingly enough, I have friends coming to dinner tomorrow who are. Mm. Um, he's gluten free, and okay. so yeah, I kind of have like this perfect opportunity to try yes. these. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm excited, and you know what? I'll have a carton of ice cream, and so we can. <laughs> Like there's only yeah. the backup of ice cream, but no, I'm Good very, for you. yes, I'm very excited about these. So first of all, can you pronounce them? Uh, okay. For, yeah. So it's called kue semprit keju. Kue means kue. cookie or okay. cake. Ah. So yeah. And then semprit, I think I just found out that the word semprit actually comes from spritzen, which is like the Dutch oh. version of the cookie, which is yes. kind of interesting. Yes. So spritzen is, I guess, like you... Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just like pipe it. Yes. Uh, because it is pipe. It, it is a, a pipe. Beautiful cookies. cookies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can make it in different kind of like motive or whatever you like, depending on how you pipe it. Right. Mm-hmm. And keju actually means cheese. Oh. So yeah. So it's basically pipe cheese cookie or something like that. Pipe <laughs> cheese cookies. Okay. Yeah. Something so like that. What I'd like to do for people, um, listening just so they can get a sense of this before we talk about it is I'm going to read the ingredients because it was, it was a very surprising list of ingredients for me. And then (laughs) once people have it in their mind, you're going to describe to us how these cookies taste, how they look, the texture of them, all of this. So just, um, Mm -hmm. I won't do amounts, but it's got tapioca starch, um, mild Gouda. That's the cheese, um, Mm -hmm. good butter. You emphasize good condensed milk, which I think is sweetened condensed. Yes. Yes. Um, salt, egg yolks, egg yolks, coconut milk, and then pandan powder or pandan leaves. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk about each of those in order, but let's back up first and tell us about the cookies. What do we look? What do we smell? What do we feel? What do we taste? All of that. So like the cookie itself, it's very interesting. It's not like any other cookies that you would, I mean, we would think cookies are something chewy or like something, Mm. I don't know, something gooey. It's not nothing like that because tapioca starch is very dry almost mm. so the the cookie in itself when you eat it is not too sweet it's um it's crunchy on the outside mm-hmm. but then when you bite into it it's kind of like crumble and it kind of like melts mm. into your mouth if it makes sense more this like is a why, meringue is it at all like a meringue um, yeah it has like a similarity to a meringue but meringue is so much lighter in mm. comparison to this but you almost get it's not as melty as meringue, but you would get like a similar mouth feel, I would say, mm-hmm. with this. Okay. And um, the cheese in itself, well, if you like, if you see like so many Asian, like Southeast Asian, Southeast Asian cuisine, they like to combine sweet and salty. And then mm-hmm. uh, in this instance, it's because I think this cookie is an adopt 
adaptation from like the Dutch or it's influenced by Dutch mm-hmm. um, culture. Gouda is a or, Dutch cheese, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it is, but I think they, you can, you, you can use like Parmesan or something like that. It, mm. It's just my personal preference to use Gouda because it's not as overpowering and as like forward as it is. I see. But, but the cheese adds like a really nice texture because like mm. it's crackly. It's almost like when you bite into it, like, you know, some part of the cookies crumbles, but then mm-hmm. you get this textural bites of like crispy bits mm-hmm. that just like a little salty. It just adds into like, more complex like you know mm-hmm, bites mm-hmm, to it mm-hmm. it's not like it's not just like boringly like sweet you know like right it, I it yeah some, so you're like oh what is this this is interesting actually exactly then, I feel like I'm gonna keep yeah. biting just to be like I need to, <laughs> wait what did, what did I just taste I need to try that again I yeah. almost it's almost like I have to process this cookie <laughs> you know <laughs> but sweet and salty is such a big deal like mm. uh, we we always even like in our savory dishes like we always you know, combine sweet and salty for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but the good butter plays an important role because basically it's just like, you know, like shortbread cookies, you want really good butter. Mm. Otherwise that's your flavoring agent, right? If you, cause I did one time try to cheat. I'm like, Oh, I, I have this butter and I make this, I'll just make it whatever. And it didn't turn out the same because obviously mm. it just doesn't taste like anything. You know, It mm. just tastes like milk. It just doesn't have that creaminess that we want, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the sweet condensed milk sort of like, I think traditionally they would do like um, sugar and oh. just like milk powder. But I find that like maybe not everybody have milk powder, you know, mm-hmm. like at their it, homes. Condensed milk is probably like easier just because you just is. do like the condensed milk yeah. and then that's it. You're done, right? Okay. Um, and if you see like there's like egg yolks. Like, mm-hmm. like we don't even use the whites because the egg yolks kind of give that kind of like richness. crumbliness and mm-hmm. richness mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. It, 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 it's meant to be crumbly when you like eat it. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like why the egg yolks are there. And then coconut milk actually gives like an interesting kind of like um, richness to it. And mm-hmm. coconut milk and pandan always almost go, go together. They always in, in every recipe. So pandan is actually like a, uh, a plant a plant that is like from Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and it is um it is aromatic it's grassy like vanilla mm-hmm. but better mm-hmm. <laughs> it is better because it's its application doesn't only constrict it to like sweet so we do like savory and sweet dishes with pandans because it goes really well with other aromatic as well I and it's, it has a coconut hint so like that's why it always goes ah. well with coconut. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me, the, this, this is all great explanation. I'm going to just back up and go through each one a little more slowly, sure. um, or at least the ones that I have questions about. So first yeah. of all, the tapioca starch, is that the same mm-hmm. as tapioca flour? It is the same, I think. Um, okay. It is the same. So tapioca is basically, um, I think you, you can Google it again. But, okay. <laughs> you know, just because I've known it all my life, I'm like, I just use it, you know? Yeah. But I, it, it is derived from cassava, but it's only like the tuber or like the starchy part of the plant. So, oh. yes. So you couldn't so, use cassava flour. Because cassava flour is uh, derived from the whole plant. So it has I more see. fiber. Okay. So it would give a different texture feel because it's not going to be as crumbly. It's going to be kind of like fibrous uh-huh. and heavier, right? Okay. So okay. Tapioca I is see. a lot lighter. Yeah. Okay. And if somebody mm-hmm. couldn't get a hold of it, could they use cornstarch? Um, I think they could. I've okay. never tried before. I know that 
there are recipes out there that actually use uh, like actual just like regular old plain flour. Mm, but because, that's going like, to have a very different. Yeah. yeah. Because if, if the original spritz, then it's probably just right. flour, right? But right. then they adapted it to Indonesian way. Yes. Because yes. it's like, oh, tapioca is abundant for them. So, yeah. But well, then it won't I'm, be gluten free, you know? I see. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It won't be gluten free. And also, I mean, no, I'm definitely going to the Asian market because I've never yeah. used um, pandan leaves before. And I okay. definitely want to have them. Um, at least to mm-hmm. photograph this. Like, I feel like that's oh. really critical. So I'll get yeah. tapioca starch while I'm there. Yeah. Um, just wondered, you know, if people don't have that availability in their area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and now this is interesting though, because it, this is one of the things that stresses me out about this recipe is you oh, have to, delicious. okay, no, I won't. I trust you, <laughs> but I do need your careful coaching here. Um, you have to cook the tapioca starch. Tell me okay. about that. So like the tapioca, well, I guess back home, it is very mm. humid, right? So like mm. you wouldn't know how long the flour would sit like, I don't know, in your pantry. So, and then this way, when you heat the flour, you get rid of most of the moistures or like a smell or whatever it is that, mm-hmm. you know, so to make it fresh and like fluffy and then remove that moisture so then when you bake the cookies the cookies then withstand longer shelf time because then you remove all of the moisture um so i know that certain people still follow this like you don't Mm -hmm. have to but i i do you do it it i i do it because it's only like four to five minutes just like you know like toast it like toast Mm -hmm. it on your you know, pan like until it, it feels like almost kind of like sandy texture like you know like okay. a sand and it's kind of like they kind of like stick together but they don't they, they like they Ice. it's more malleable like more like you can okay. tell the difference because in the beginning they just look like powder right okay. and i say they hit up they kind of like they kind of like yeah feels more malleable and okay. it just takes like four or five minutes and then you cool it down okay and that would help to like take out the moistures or take out like all the, I don't know, smell or anything like that. It doesn't smell, but I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes when people put it in a pantry for a long time, maybe they absorb something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets know. like clumpy. Yeah. It can get kind of yeah, clumpy. Yeah. What, um, how will I know if I've gone too far? Like, should it get any color on it at all? Mm, I think it will go really, like, it will go brown, but I would even stop like once you can feel like the texture changing and it starts uh-huh. like becoming more malleable and then you stop. Like okay. We don't have to like. I don't want wait any until color to toast on it. it. You don't really you don't want toast any color. it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That sounds good. I will. Mm. I will do that. And you don't do this in the oven. You do this no, in a pan no, because you really no. have to watch it and keep. Yeah. It because okay. yeah, you just have to keep like kind of like tur- not turning, like fold it and like kind of like mm. make it evenly toast mm-hmm. it. I guess mm-hmm. the oven will just kind of like burn the top part, but not really like everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm, mm, mm. so if i see any hint of color as long as i'm constantly turning just that's it it's done and assume it's all good okay yeah okay so the next part is that what you mentioned that the cheese adds a crispy element and that's Mm -hmm. because you actually do crisp it so you grate this cheese over a bit i'm going to just read the directions um for listeners it says grate the mild gouda cheese finely over Mm -hmm. a baking tray that has been lined with parchment cover the area as thinly as you can to make Mm -hmm. crunchy gouda crisps so is Mm -hmm. this gonna am i gonna leave like am i gonna be able to see parchment paper in between and these will be like lacy 
Uh, yeah, you know, it's almost Chris- like when you make like mm. Parmesan lace, something mm. like that. But you don't have to. But it's it's easier when they're spread out because then uh. it will yield more crispy texture, right? Because sometimes okay. when you when you kind of like um, when you don't spread it out as nicely, then it will be like a little thicker and it will not be crispy, but kind of like chewy. And you don't want that, right? You want like okay. everything to be kind of like crumbly and crispy. I see. Okay. Yeah, this this is actually the Gouda is uh, my own sort of like adaptation because back oh, home we have yeah. like, we have a different kind of cheese that yeah. is like shelf stable, which is kind of really weird. It's, it's a cheese, but it's shelf stable and it doesn't melt. It doesn't burn. It only yields in a crispy bit when you bake it, which like, I see is weird. Like, okay. But then some people, some, some bakery, they use like hard cheeses or, or medium hard cheeses. Okay. So let's see what else. Um, I think those are the two things that I'm stressed about. When you say cheap butter, what do you recommend as, as good butter? What brands do you like? Oh, I don't know. Like I, I normally use like anything like grass fat. I, I don't know. It's okay. all bougie, but like, I mean, <laughs> might as well. But you really taste it in this. You really taste it. Yeah. Because I, I no, like normally, I don't know if you have like precedent or something like that I'm, you probably do have in i in feel the like the um, but I'm you not... guys have like much more selections of yeah butter good butter there so i i'm not a butter connoisseur but i mm. feel like what's marketed as the best mm. butter and i can't say that it is is um carry gold that irish oh, like gold, that's yeah I it's think really expensive amazing yeah but it's okay. really expensive you don't have to go that expensive i guess but mm. like i don't know like I don't know what's what would be the comparable in the states. I, I okay. can take a look and then like do a little research and let you know later. But I feel okay. like you would have like much more selections than here. Okay, maybe you can see like even like if if it's a European style, normally mm. like and I think they there's have a different like a moisture higher, amount or something. Yes, yeah, it's less yes. moisture. The, the fat, think... the fat content is higher, right? Oh, okay. And is that it? You okay. can you can even tell like when you just like sniff it, like if mm. it's like. Like if it's like tastes like sweet and creamy and like if it's mm-hmm. just just like you know like the butter for cooking and the butter for baking they're supposed to be different mm-hmm. but well in my opinion but well we use so yeah. much butter in my family <laughs> I get cheap butter I mean it is butter which is yeah. not cheap in and of itself but we use I mean we love butter yeah I will <laughs> see how how it is because it surprises me how like it literally changed the cookie like mm-hmm. one just like tastes like like it doesn't even it's weird that how like the good butter kind of like bring out like all the other flavors too like Mm. it it tastes like sweeter creamier and like i don't Mm -hmm. know it just right well and like you said it's not i i liked how you said it's not cheese forward like that flavor is not the dominant flavor but it is butter forward. it's a butter forward cookie and so it's worth it okay i gotcha Mm -hmm. all right next one coconut milk um Mm -hmm full fat and you mix it up. So like the thick part on the top and the watery yeah. part on the bottom, you mix it all together and then take three yeah. tablespoons of it mixed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I think you told us basically about pandan. It's mm-hmm. a plant that's indigenous to Indonesia, Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. Southeast Asia in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything I need to look for when selecting the leaves. And uh, if I'm not using powder, I, if I'm actually using the leaves, I infuse mm-hmm. the tapioca with the with yeah, the you can, leaf flavor. You like can, I, I'm not going to be chopping up 
leaves to put in here, right? You can chop it up if you oh. want, but it, it okay. will, it will, but it will, it will bleed, right? Like the juice. Mm. But we, what what we normally do is oh. we just tie, we wash it, and then we tie a knot, and mm. we sort of like toast it with the flour to infuse. Mm-hmm. I see. But but I think if you can get on hold of the powder, that would be powder is mm. normally online though, so it would probably be more um, efficient. But you know, if you want to take photograph of the pandan, you might actually find them. <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> yes, I know you do. Um, it's 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 you can find them probably in the refrigerated sections, the fresh ones. Okay. But there are a lot of Asian places that have them in the frozen section. I've so I read that. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. reading so that yesterday. Wanna, yeah. yeah, I I'm hopeful. My the H Mart that I go to is huge. It oh, okay. has a huge produce section, and the produce is amazing. So. Yeah. I'm hopeful I can find some fresh ones. Um, I looked it up. I do know some some H Marts have the fresh ones, and I feel like really my- H Mart. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's what I read, but who knows? I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I there's an H Mart and a um. Uh, there's another one, almost like just they're like across this highway from one another. Um, what's the other one? I don't remember. Uh, but the H Mart's where I usually go. So I'll, I'll mm. let you know. I'm hopeful. Yeah. We'll if not, then you would probably have more luck in like Chinese grocery store or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. And yeah. I'm sure they have the powder at my H Mart. Oh, nice. It's just a matter of me finding it because yeah. I get really lost in <laughs> a lot of the packaging. Yeah, they have a lot of, yeah. And it's hard to find things. the English on the packaging um, yeah. sometimes. So yeah, but I will, I will. I'll take my, and yeah, I'll take my time and I'll find it for sure. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then we get to pipe, which I actually love piping, but uh, I know it's intimidating for some people. Do you have any recommendations or tips for piping these cookies? I think you just have to get the feel of the mm-hmm. the dough itself. It's it's a little bit like different than when you're piping flour because mm. because it's essentially it's a starch, right? So it's kind of like stickier mm. and uh, a little bit heavier, like you mm-hmm. know. So you have to kind of like move slower, and uh-huh. then um, but but then in the same time, like I think if you well, my trick is normally like I put like a little like butter on the baking sheets or like um, oh. oh paper or whatever a little butter and like a little sometimes like I pop it with a little flour just for it for it to stick when it lands when you pipe yes. it yes but uh. it depends because like sometimes like it you know like humidity and all that kind of sometimes like affect like the butter the mm-hmm. the dough to be like stickier or, or whatnot mm-hmm. so but yeah you just have to be patient I guess and okay practice a little bit and, and something- I mean go ahead yeah, I mean, like, you can, th- like, this is, like, a very forgiving, like, uh, recipe. You can pipe it, like, very simple, right? Like, just like mm-hmm. a flower pipe. Like, you don't have to make so much movement to make a circle or a wreath or anything like that. And it will already be, like, nice, you know? So Yeah, I mean, even yeah. if you have, like, a very large decorative mm-hmm. tip, you really mm-hmm. can just do a squeeze, you know, plop. Yeah, you and, do a s- and lift squeeze, up. And, then it, and then if it, like, gets too sticky... Like mm-hmm. to like when you lift it up to get to see, you can cut it with a scissor, like you know, mm-hmm. like how you make a churros and you just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. you can cut mm-hmm. it with like a scissor. Okay, and, all yeah. right, 
That sounds good. And then last question, you said Mm -hmm. that sometime you sent me one picture that uh, maybe they were both decorated with dried fruit, but dried Mm -hmm. fruit is, I feel like this was like a special kind of dried fruit. The ones that you had in your pictures, they almost look like a candied fruit because they were kind of bright and vibrant and they weren't wrinkled and shrivelly. Like, do you know where you would find those? I feel like those like those cookies they use like you know like the maraschino sh- sh- uh, cherries like those like yes. ones for cocktails the bright red ones yes i think they use that and then well back home actually you know what what um you know like how they make like fruit cakes like mm-hmm. yes the, the fruit yes cakes with the, yes i think it's a similar it's the same ingredient basically they i know just, that's yeah. exactly what i was thinking ones, but i don't yeah. actually know where to find that here in the u.s they should have it in a baking aisle in a grocery store. I've seen it like in my store. Okay. I, I don't, I don't necessarily use those kinds because I'm just like, well, I, I would not use it again for something else. Right. right. So I just use chop up cranberries or right. like apricots. Right. Or you so, don't have to, you don't have, I guess it, it adds a nice touch. Mm. Like, I mean, there's so many different variation of this cookie that people, you know, dunk it, coat it with chocolate. People put like sprinkles of cheese on top. People, raisins you know i guess it depends on how you want to go with this right this is where we can personalize it a bit yeah yeah okay all right well i think we've heard a lot about in christmas in indonesia about your childhood definitely cannot wait to try these cookies i might send you an sos dm (laughs) please do i think you'll be fine (laughs) i'm definitely excited to serve them to our um gluten-free guests tomorrow uh how about this year um how are you going to celebrate christmas this year hopefully you're going to take a break i hope so but so far it's still a little bit hectic Mm -hmm. um I mean, like this year is a little bit different. Normally, like we gather together um, with my extended families. I have like two aunts and their family here. Mm-hmm. But this year they're traveling to the other side of the world, to Australia, to visit their siblings. Mm-hmm. So there will be only the uh, the children grown ups, you know, like here, the cousins. So we're just going to gather with the family and just maybe have like some games, have a, mm-hmm. you know, like a nice gathering. And also, like with church, like you know, mm-hmm. the twenty fourth. I think Christmas uh, this year falls on a Sunday, right? Uh, so, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. Christmas yeah, Day is on a Monday. Yes. Yeah. So between twenty four and twenty fifth, we'll be at church. Mm. Um, you know, because that's a tradition that we do. Like on uh, Christmas Eve, we normally go to church. So mm-hmm. and then on the twenty fifth too, and you just like hang out. Oh, on the twenty sixth, you do a Boxing Day thing. 25th. Yes. Oh, okay. On the 20, okay. So 24 and 25th, we're going to the church, hang okay. out with the church people. And then 26, I'm having, instead of Boxing Day, well, I hardly do have Boxing Day anymore, like this thing. Yeah. So, it's too I, I, did, I didn't even know what Boxing Day was until I started doing a podcast. And then I guess I talked to people from the UK or yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly which countries. Um, yeah. The Canada, they, they do like Boxing they Days. Do. Okay. Um, but this year will be... Yeah, celebrating the Christmas celebration with the family on, on the Boxing 20th. Day because oh, on the twenty sixth, nice. like those are the like that's the the holiday date for people who who work. Like I don't know, it's a it's a weird. It's oh, a weird that's thing. the like, official day that's given off. Yeah, versus for, the twenty fifth Boxing Day, twenty fifth oh. too. So twenty fifth oh. and twenty sixth. Oh, twenty sixth so, is essentially yeah. a federal holiday. We would call it here. Yeah. I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a holiday huh. here too. So like. 
I don't know. Is it, is it a holiday? No, I'm second guessing myself. I don't think but it's my, a holiday. My, in, my cousin um, was US. like, well, my cousin was like, oh, because she, she works in a hospital. So she was like, oh, oh. That, that's the only day because it's Boxing Day. So then it's I an see. off day for them. So I, I don't see. know. So yeah, I see. It, it will be an eventful eventful like yeah a few days a sure. lot of fun <laughs> yeah, a, lot a lot of fun, fun. a lot well, of eating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and playing games that sounds great will yeah. you make anything special do you know what you'll make i don't know yet to be honest it's like, early this is, yet this is this is really bad the fact that when you when you do like you know photography and content creations for a living sometimes you're just like oh i'm making this okay maybe i can serve this mm-hmm. oh <laughs> well <know>? yes <laughs> yeah yes I, let them be my guinea pig <laughs> exactly something. you heard me say that's what i'm doing yeah. for tomorrow evening. yeah exactly because <laughs> you don't want to waste food i might as well no. you know no that's yeah. one of the things that is easy for mm-hmm. me with uh so many hungry teenagers here uh that helps but mm. yeah so well um this was like just as much of a joy and a delight as <laughs> as I was looking forward to and as the last time. And now I'm going to have to come up with another reason to have you on soon because I really, I really love chatting with you. It's likewise, Becky. It's so wonderful to chat with you again. It's been a while. Yeah, it, it has. Yes. Well, Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Enjoy a good time with your loved ones. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Likewise, you too. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Listener, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a joy to share this hour with you and with M. I did want to let you know that her episode is linked right below in the show notes, as well as her absolutely delicious Indonesian noodle recipe, Mi Goreng. It's made with uh, chicken, shrimp, lots of greens, and ketchup manise, which is a sweet, caramelized soy sauce that is uh it's the go-to soy sauce in indonesia and you can hear all about that in m's original episode titled a peanut never forgets its shell i hope you tune into that one and if i don't talk to you i hope you have a very merry christmas if you'd like to give me a little gift i would love a five star rating on the storied recipe podcast. I would also love it if you would subscribe to the newsletter, which you can do right there in the show notes. And finally, uh, I haven't made a big announcement about this yet. But the storied recipe print shop has moved. It is it's just what it should be now. It's what I've sort of wanted to make it for a long time. There are digital prints uh, available for download. I provide instructions on how to print them very quickly and uh, quite reasonably. I would love I would love to um, share some of the storied recipes, uh, some of the images that I've taken for these storied recipes with you through that print shop. You can find that at thestoriedrecipe.com and right, uh, right in the menu along the top, you'll see the print shop. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, my friends.